0: Welcome to Fly on the Wall. We are Tracy Gillette and Heather Maddox, and we met on Instagram. We both run successful real estate businesses in different markets in Washington State. Our mission is to bring real
1: estate brokers together and have created a community called Collaboration Over Competition. Every other month, we host a traveling supper club where 10 brokers plus one lucky lender come together in conversation to level up our businesses and our industry over a fantastic meal. Supper Club is only three hours long and the conversation is always cut short. This podcast is an opportunity for us to dive deeper with one of our dinner guests and for the rest of you to be a fly on the wall into the conversation.
0: Hey, Tracy.
2: Hi, Heather. How's it going? How's your week been?
1: Good. I've, I've had a great week. I. Went to the Windermere Luxury Lab, which is like a two-day, kind of like a little conference, but it's, you know, focused on luxury. I think you went to the last one that they had.
0: I went to the first one, which I, it was the year COVID happened. Okay. It was like right before COVID. Got it. Before we were masking and stuff.
1: I don't know what the vibe is with yours, but so one thing was there were only four of us agents that were from South of Bellevue other than people, a couple of people from Oregon and California. And I just would love to see at the next one, more South and Pierce County, you know, just other areas represented because we have so many rock star agents that are on the South end in Pierce County, um, even on the peninsula or East of the mountains that we want to offer luxury as an experience. My clients get the VIP treatment, whether they're selling a condo for $200,000 or they're buying a $3 million house. And so I showed up with sort of that intention. Um, even though, you know, we, we all sell expensive houses here and there. And so I am kind of on a mission for the next one to see some more of the really wonderful agents that I know show up in that space, deliver service like that at the next one. Yeah. That's how
0: I kind of felt when I was there too. I think people were like Bellingham there's luxury in Bellingham and that's you. I've never seen your name before, you know, like that, that's yeah. kind of how it felt to be there. But I definitely, I got a lot of ideas and, you know, was certainly inspired to do mm-hmm business either differently or more creatively and
1: just because of price point.
0: Yeah. They are like, they're the cool kids. Yeah. But
1: really y'all uh... <laughs> are doing the same thing. And so anyway, so I, I also was sort of thinking about that for myself where I'm mm-hmm. like, my path is a snowball of lots of things. It's a snowball of more business, more people, more referrals. It's mm-hmm. also a snowball of my clients building on their own wealth. And buying, you know, they started out with their condo, then they bought their second house and then this and this and this. And so my, my journey in my own business will probably end in more of that space. Totally. Just because of this natural progression. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so anyway, I look forward to working in that space a little bit more as my career
0: continues. Yeah. I get there. That makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, Heather. Well, sorry, you got to move on. No, yeah, yeah. I, we could talk about that as a whole other topic. Yeah, we can. Um, I'm glad that you got to go to Luxury Lab. I valued my time there, and I think like the connections that are made and the ideas that are shared are, are great. So I'm glad you had that sorry. experience. But who is our guest this
1: week? Okay, yes. So I am so excited. This week we have Susie Haynes from Coldwell Banker Best Homes in Port Townsend, and I know Susie. Well, originally, I know Susie because my assistant Evan is childhood friends with her, more like uh, early twenties friends, but we'll find out exactly. Um, and since we are all in real estate, Evan's parents live in Port Townsend. Susie is their realtor, and so just kind of have made this really. And so, anyway, I, I'm I'm t- probably telling more of her story that we want to hear from her. But Susie, welcome! Thank you so much for being here.
0: Yeah. Welcome. After Supper Club in Port Townsend, Heather and I, we always have like some post-event conversation where we talk about like what was interesting and um what stood out to us for you is how unique it is that you're the owner and operator of two successful businesses. As a real estate broker, it's pretty rare that you can do another job at all, let alone do it well. Well, thank you. I'm just so honored
2: to be in this little collaboration with, with the both of you and I'm so honored that, you know, the universe brought Evan and I together and then brought us together and then this wonderful group that, you know, continues to grow and you guys make so successful. So thank you for having me today. Um, I, I kind of chuckle because you say, like, do it well. <laughs> like, am I really doing it well? I have no idea, but I will strive to do better and better every day. Um, like Heather was saying, I, I know Evan since, um, gosh, I think, oh, she's a little younger than me. She's late 20s and early 30s, but um, her mom took my group fitness classes. And then her brother was the best man, or my husband was best man at her brother's wedding. Don't even try to track that. But anyway, we're we're all pretty close. And and over the over the years, you know, Evan and I, she started working for Heather, and she said, you know, like I'm gonna do this real estate thing. I'm like, well, I think I'm gonna get to be a transaction coordinator. I don't know. I just need to make a switch. Well, being active in fitness for you know since I lived in California in 2007. And then transferring back up to Washington, I um, realized I did not like sitting in an office. Like mm-hmm. I would go teach kettlebells and go sit. And that was just not going to work. And I was like, I need to be in front of people. Yeah. And so after a year, you know, Evan and I are like, let's go take the test. Let's go do this. So we studied for a year and then literally, I think it was within a day of each other. We took the test together and then that was it. Like, That's oh so God, cool it? that you did yeah. it together. I didn't actually know that part. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I dived right in. And since then, it's just like the years have gone by and I was like, well, I'm going to continue this fitness thing. And when I worked for this little boutique, um, firm, um, one of the agents, he's like, not available if you're doing personal training you're not available and i felt that like oh my gosh but i have to be available i was hungry i had no referrals i had no leads i needed to get people and i was in a small community so i would say that the beginning is was definitely a struggle i was going to teach group fitness having personal training and then trying to show up to know what i was talking about at a house you know do as little study as possible but after after a while you got really comfortable with people and it's like, oh, this is me, you know, and you just like this is my personality. And, you know, then I said, Well, I just have to tell them I'm doing fitness. And they start appreciating everyone has a story about fitness. They all, oh, I do CrossFit or, you know, I've been doing this for, you know, I like to do marathons. It's like, oh, and I have this knee pain. Oh, okay. And then it just evolves. Yeah. So here now in my fifth year, it's like, a lot of crossovers happened and it's been really great to have now less counting on like referrals and like, even like Redfin leads or whatever. I never got into that, but knowing that there was that fear that I had to get that it's just been really, I feel like I've been blessed been able to have that crossover and then referral based, based off fitness clients.
1: That's awesome. What I like too, is that, you know, you're kind of leaning into both, right? You're not making yourself make a choice because you can love two different things. And the real estate career is unique and special in the sense that you can make it whatever you want it to be. Yeah. So that means you start at noon every day or whatever, because you're training in the morning, then you can do that. If you talk
0: to any full-time brokerage owner. Yeah. They're going to be like, you can't do two things like to be really good at real estate and know what you're doing to stay on top of forms and legal stuff and know the market. You have to be in it and only it all the time, right? Heather says, well, you can start at noon because you have fitness in the morning. So how do you make sure that you are good in that sense at both? Because I know that you are. That's so funny. I'm chuckling again.
2: Well, it 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 is I I I think that they're absolutely right. You have to be on top of it all the time. And I I am not. I don't I'm not gonna say I'm perfect at all. Like I'm I'm hungry. I'm I'm listening. I'm I'm trying to capture as much information, whether through a podcast or other agents, but at the same time, you know, there's a 35 hour due. And here, you know, I have a client that's like we'll do things last minute, you know, and here they calling me at 1035. And my session ends at 11. You know, I will tell them and and I've, you know, the last year or so I've been like, hey, you know, I do have sessions till noon, let's talk about this either before, you know, if that means 7am. Or just know that 12pm is going to be a lot better. And when they they have a choice, it's better. And it's better for us than it feels. A little bit more relaxed than this panic, like I got to an answer, and somebody's still doing push-ups. You know, you just can't do that. But I also, if there's something urgency, I'm like, tell my fitness client, hey, there might be a call come in. I'm just gonna tell them I'm just for one minute, and then they they totally understand. But I try really hard to, and I think I, I think that's where I am successful. Whenever someone's in front of me, that's who's in front of me. Like I can feel my watch. I can see my phone being, but you know, like you can really focus in on somebody and they appreciate that yet at the same time, you know, life happens. Yeah. This one phone call is going to happen, but you know, I try my best to just really kind of isolate those things. And I am sneaky about my schedule (laughs) too. There is half hour buffers. So like between clients, it's like, I know I can check my email, make that quick Mm -hmm. phone call, be focused for the next client.
0: Yeah. So in. you would never say I'm part-time fitness instructor and part-time realtor. You're full-time at both. Full-time at both. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's I think, really the key.
1: And I think the difference too, is that you own both. You're the CEO of both that. So mm-hmm. you have control um, over them where owners and even sometimes myself gets frustrated um, when people kind of like have this like assumption that you can just be a realtor part-time or something is when you're like working a full-time job at Microsoft and then thinking you can also adequately... Sell real estate and manage a transaction in between your bazillion meetings, and I can never get a hold of you. And, you know, like it just feels like it's not a priority. Mm-hmm. That I feel like is the difference, you know, um, where I think it doesn't seem to work. But making both the priority and also not trying to do both at the same time, the yes. same physical time, yeah. you know, you're, you're separating it. I think that seems key. During the recession, I had to take another job, I had to pay my bills. And so I um, waited tables during the lunch shift um, at the Roanoke on Mercer Island. And I would work there from 10.30 to 1.30, um, Monday through Friday. And so I felt like I could really work around that where I could get all my emails answered before 10.30, go work my job, make a little money. And then at 1.30, I'm off, I can show houses, I can answer it. So I didn't ever feel missed. Yeah. during that time, or that I had to kind of like do this shuffle. And mm-hmm. somehow, it, you know, even though I didn't, I definitely didn't own that restaurant, but I just felt like I could be in control of both and not yeah. have to juggle it so much.
0: What's the hardest part about being fully present in what you're doing in that moment? And I mean, you've already talked about like deadlines and stuff like that, but like, what else is mm-hmm. hard?
2: Well, I guess, you know, as I kind of prepared for today, I thought, you know, like, what is, we all have different balances. Like if you're mm-hmm. a new mom, you know, if you're a yeah. single mom or a single dad, or there's still like, if you have a n- new nanny that's coming in, or if you have a young child that you had to pick up, I mean, things, they're sick, they're not feeling well and you're distracted and yet you mm-hmm. still have to work. I don't think there's much difference there. Yeah, I just think that, you know, like, when I do have a distraction, like something, maybe something terrible happened with the real estate and I have to like be rah-rah, like encouraging, it's just like being totally forthcoming and saying, hey, you know, I just, you know, had a little experience this morning. So if I seem a little down, it's not you, you know, just, I just want to let you know and being totally transparent and in the moment and being human. And that's been really hard to learn for myself to say, hey, you know, like this is me today. And it's okay, because, you know, they come in and they're saying, I just really didn't want to be here today. Like, I get it. Thanks for telling me. I know it's not me. You know, it's you, but whatever. Yeah. (laughs) It's just that we're human. And it's like, I really don't feel like being here and moving my body. Okay, great. Maybe we talk and walk instead. Mm -hmm. And so when you have that flexibility, I think that the things kind of work in a harmony and Um, But I I have to say that, you know, that took years to do, to be able to like, let go of that. And still, of course, there's, there's things that come up or like, it's one of those days where everything cancels and you think, oh my gosh, I prepared for so much today and everything's canceled because COVID or sickness or, you know, someone's kid got sick, you know, all those things and, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or the showing or, you know, a closing is not going to happen now. And it's like.
0: Okay, what do I do?
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So and I, I think at- that,
0: you know, all of that, all of that is called authenticity.
1: You are
0: showing up in both of your businesses as an authentic human. What that does is makes the transaction, whether it be a real estate transaction or coaching in your business, your other business, so much more rewarding. Because like you said, that person was willing to be authentic and say, I didn't want to show up today because you were willing to say, I had something tough happen and I might not be in the right mindset for this, Like, but I want you to know that you're still important to me. Getting over that hump of feeling like I have to be completely professional at all times is probably how you felt before. That's kind of the old way of doing business, right? Like people are finally realizing that it's okay to cry at a business meeting. Like, thank God I I'm here for that.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you don't have to look a certain way or behave a certain way or whatever to be good at what you do.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's been a thing even, you know, it's like when up front, it's like, yes, I run, you know, you know, sometimes buyers don't interview, you know, when you're like, Oh, I'm being interviewed by a buyer. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, oh, this is great because I can tell them about both things so that they know when I show up in my Lulu's that it's okay that I'm showing up in Nike's and Lulu's because I am jumping to thing to thing and they're just happy that I'm there for them on time.
1: Here's a question. Do you want both of your businesses to grow? And then if they do, what happens then?
2: Funny you ask that. It's good. It It is over the last couple of years I've had that worry about oh it's going to be busier now and how am I going to adjust my training schedule around real estate having that verbiage going on and really it's been this seasonal thing and so like right now it's kind of ramping up so so is real estate a little bit now we're seeing like that late that early fall into you know almost winter things start to speed up well they kind of slow down a little bit in fitness only because holidays are coming and all of that. So there's this evolution. And yet my business has in real estate has doubled in the last year. And yet so has my fitness. Awesome!
1: Oh, wow. Good job.
2: Yeah. In a way where it's like, I can get four to five inquiries a week in fitness and they're on a wait list. You know, and I put that in quotes because like if they're personal referrals, I'll fit them in. you know, they're perfect strangers. They kind of go on this wait list, but that's like a wonderful problem to have. And I get excited about helping people. So it's just being able to pick which ripe cherry off the tree (laughs) to help people. And I kind of feel bad saying that because I want to help everybody. You know, we all do as brokers. We're just like, oh my gosh, you know, it doesn't matter what the price point is. You just, you know, connect with them and want to see them grow, but they, it does grow and you just And also learning to say no, uh, you know, and creating those boundaries is, I think, a daily thing we're all trying to learn. And it's just,
0: it's just not easy. To kind of loop back around, Heather asked if if you want both businesses to grow and your answer was they both just did. What if that keeps happening? Is there ever a point where you feel like you would have to give one up and you'd be okay with that? Or are you willing to say no? To the point where you can keep doing both at a sustainable level and not burn out.
2: I think that is the question of my life, really, because you know (laughs) I definitely want to keep growing on both. I don't think there was a time when I thought fitness is going to fizzle away and I'm going to do real estate. Well, it's just not me. I'm I will have to like cap it at some point. We're we're building a house right now and part of the whole downstairs is a
0: huge gym and that's my also is, a full-time job
2: yeah oh yeah yeah Ooh, thank goodness we I have a husband that does a lot of this stuff too. <laughs> part of the goal is to be able to have three to four small group sessions so that I can capitalize more people in one hour and they get almost that one-on-one treatment but they also get the accountability group and I get that extra hour that or two from those other clients that focus on real estate. So just being strategic, I guess, is the next goal on how to make things keep growing, but at a reasonable pace.
1: And so if they keep going, like <laughs> the way that they are and growing and growing and growing, and you have to pick one at the end of the day, Is there, is there one that you lean towards? Like if you think, oh gosh, if I could do fitness all day, every day, like that just really brings me the most joy. Or are you kind of like, I hope I always can split my time.
2: Good question. I, I think that there's twofold. I mean, like my body is not going to be able to do fitness forever at this pace. And so it's, it's probably going to have to do, I, I don't think it'll ever stop. I think it would be like a quarter fitness. Mm, you know, three quarters, real estate. We'll see. Got it. I'm I'm not even close to that answer. Okay.
1: (laughs) That's great. I just, I just like to, you know, kind of think about it because sometimes when people have two jobs and they work real estate, it's the second job is to pay the bills because real estate is not dependable. It's not that common that people are like, I love both my jobs so much. And I want to, Mm -hmm. right. It's usually a means to making a real estate career happen yeah
2: yeah and it's it's interesting because I you know talked about how what is the end point for both of these industries it's like I am helping people whether they're health and fitness or transitioning and they both fill my heart in that same way you know so I put the equal amount of passion into it You know, I did fitness full time and my body was wrecked, you know, and now of course I do a group called melt and it helps heal your body, which is another class I teach. So I'm thinking it in a different way to be able to have those breaks in the day where I can actually sit down and focus, talk on the phone and,
0: or take a walk instead of go to the next weightlifting client. That makes total sense. And I think like the key differentiator is what Heather said is like both of your jobs, air quotes, are rooted in passion and the the end goal is service, right? Like the reason you're passionate about both is because you live to serve. Like that brings you personal fulfillment. And so the difference between that and having a job to pay the bills, it, there's a big difference, right? But I also think that there might be realtors out there that They might have two passions and they want to combine both of them, but there could be, they might not both make sense. It might not be a situation where you're going to have to be all in on one at some point. What have been some obstacles that have come up that could have prevented you from continuing to do both? What do you feel like has been a spot where you've questioned, like, can I do both of these things and and am I going to keep doing them or has that never happened?
2: I think I go through that often. Okay. Yeah. It's a real challenge. Like I think, okay, well, I'm doing so well here and like, I'm not going to, I panic. I'm not going to have enough time to program or, or have the energy to, to coach because Mm -hmm. you know, there's so much going on. That's a question I have all the time. And I think the challenges are there. They're learning lessons for me too. You know, fitness doesn't pay. It I, it could barely pay the bills. So it's more of a passion job, but it, I could do it for free. yet yeah, that doesn't make sense. But when I was doing it, it was like I needed to really be on top of getting people to pay. And mm-hmm. as hard as it is to act, I have no problem not saying what my commission is. Like I deserve my commission because we work really hard there. So. I do think that it's it's just a challenge that I run into when when both are peaking at some point, you know, in a couple times a year or more, it happens that way and it collides. And I'm like, okay, well, this is this is a spot, and you recognize that you've been here before, you know, you you're putting self doubt into one or the other. How, where can I ask for help? Because then then it's like, hey, colleagues, I need your help, and this is what will be really valuable to me and and then you just surround yourself with people you can count on um people like have teams i don't have a team you know i have a tc and thank god for her you know cuz she can do a lot of the back end stuff and like fitness it's like it's all me rescheduling and you know people have lives and do that and i guess i find some freedom there too where think where things organically happen like when somebody cancels uh, a phone call happens and it's like okay mm-hmm. well, these things actually do work out but if I you know pull my hair out stressing about it and I probably can't focus on either one of them yeah so it just it's taken me time to get to that point but I will tell you that I still stress about it and it's not like an easy thing I don't wake up and be like great I'm I'm gonna go run 15 miles today I'm gonna train somebody and then I'm gonna go show a property I'm right now an I'm gonna close like this <laughs> is not It is not going to happen that way every day. So I will keep the momentum as long as I
1: can. Do people ever get confused? Like do people ever say, Oh, I, I was going to call you to be my realtor, but then I, I saw you're a trainer. So I, you know, or something, or are you pretty good at kind of communicating both to everyone?
2: I haven't really had that question before, but my business card has like a home and then just this little icon of somebody like an active person holding a ball. So it's a conversation starter, whether they even know it or not, but it's marketing that helps kind of merge the two. Um, I do have a separate fitness card. I don't even hand them out, but you know, the real estate stuff, it's like, oh yeah, I know Susie from the athletic club. Okay.
1: Got it. I mean, I definitely see how they can foster each other. Totally. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty, it's a pretty brilliant marriage, actually.
2: When I, I wonder too if people look at, you know, this is the self doubt where they look at, oh, she's a fitness trainer. She doesn't know anything about real estate. Well, it's like, well, oh, I guess I kind of credit my mom because she negotiated for a living. It's like people can negotiate their fitness all day long and I can negotiate back. I <laughs> feel like right? I got that part, you know, yeah. but. Um, I I do wonder if they think, oh, she's not going to be there for me because she's going to be doing other things. If I can't prove that, if I can't be that person for them, then we're not a match. Yeah. Well, I think
0: you being showing up as dependable as their coach and their trainer is like proof for that. But I also would say, like, I'm a pretty avid morning fitness person i either go to the gym or i run every day at 5:30 um when you are in that space with i do small group fitness so there's like never more than probably like 8 of us is usually the max in the groups and we have one coach usually mm-hmm. you get pretty intimate with those people when you're there every day at the same time especially when it's early in the morning um and in those intimate spaces You know, we're supporting and encouraging each other when we're struggling to push up a barbell, Mm -hmm. but also I've probably found more business in the fitness that I've done than any other activity I engage in Mm -hmm. because they like see you struggling and they see you sweaty and they see you early in the morning
1: and like well and you have an just hour you. together, you know, an hour together at least, usually. Yeah. Um, so you have time to kind of get to know each other. Totally. And
0: the conversation, about- just like anything else, turns like they have questions about real estate. We talk about it from time to time. Like, and I don't ever tell anyone I'm a realtor. Usually they'll be like, you're in real estate. And I'm like, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Or they'll like hear someone else talk about it or whatever. But I mean, I've helped more people from the different fitness affiliations that I've had over the years than probably any, anything else. So like, and you're the coach, I think it's brilliant.
1: That's really cool to hear. I love it. And yeah, and I was going to say, how many times are we in classes or reading books or listening to podcasts where they are telling realtors to make sure you have other um, streams of income? right. Other avenues. And some of us, you know, have Airbnbs or we do coaching or whatever it is, right. To kind of supplement our sporadic paychecks. And so to me, you've just figured out a way to do it really consistently with something you're passionate about. Um, and it seems pretty brilliant.
0: Well, thanks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep trying. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Susie,
0: so, um, I can probably bet that there are gonna be people who listen to this that are gonna want to pick your brain a little bit or have some questions about how you're making it work. And um would you be open to people reaching out to you? Oh, absolutely. I'd be able how to do you want them to reach out to you? Um email would be good. Okay. Yeah. Cool. We'll share your email in the show notes. So if anyone's listening, you want to reach out to Susie you'll have her email access. And then of course you can set up a call or whatever, but thank you so much for taking the time to share what this journey has been like for you in authentic way. Um, we learn so much more from hearing other people's stories than we can with anything else. I think so. Yeah. We appreciate sure. it.
1: Super um, inspiring and just kind of like makes you think out of the box a little bit about, what, you know, how to make it work. And I really appreciate hearing about it.
2: Thank you so much. It was an honor. And, um, I hope you guys are still exercising
0: every day. (laughs) (laughs) My, I currently have a shoulder injury that I think is like actually an injury. Oh dear. Oh Um, no. Rotator cuff. Probably something like that. Yeah. I know several
1: people who are like struggling with rotator uh, right now.
0: Found myself like holding it at the gym. While I was doing certain things, just oh, for yeah. like the support. So I don't know. I'm going to France next week. I'm gonna take two weeks off, and then I'll see how I feel when I get back. But
1: there you go. There you go. That's good. I, we, I can t- we can we am- can
0: talk offline about um. Okay. Okay. Know, soft tissue work. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. Okay. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Heather?
1: Oh, I was say I still love orange theory. Yeah. You know that's my jam, and then of course my walks, which I post about all the time. But I my brain would not be it would be mush without my walks. I'll say right.
0: Makes total sense. Okay, ladies. Well, thank you so much. I'm Heather Maddox. And I'm Tracy Gillette. And this has been a fly on the wall. You can always find us on Instagram at collaboration over competition, re for all the upcoming events,
1: classes, podcasts, and more. Be sure to check out the show notes to follow our guests and any resources that were shared during today's episode. We will see you next time.